cost crisis going right now anyway, where the rich are getting rich, the poor are getting poorer, and, and cost and, and value are really getting thrown out the window. And they just assume that we're, you know, bottomless pockets of, of money, and we're not. I'm Matt Cutler, and you're listening to The Pirates versus the Premier League, a journey inside the world of illegal sports broadcasting. Watching sport through dodgy broadcast streams is fast becoming the norm. I'm looking to better understand the true scale of the problem, how the illegal broadcasting business works, and what it will mean for the world's most popular sports league if piracy is not brought under control. The, p- the powers that be have made football so inaccessible <coughs> to the average Joe Bloggs. If you, if you say football is for the common man, then give it common man prices. We've heard from those who watch illegal streams, but who exactly is providing them? Hey, Rich, just uh, sending you a voice message. I feel like we've got a bit of a reporter-editor relationship going on here, so uh, here's my modern-day version of calling in a story. I've been down the pub per your suggestion. Consensus from my sample of three is that they're all pirating sport. There's an acknowledgement that it's illegal and therefore it's wrong to a certain degree, but not wrong enough to not do it. But I'm also conscious this is just three people I've spoken to. So I've asked a contact at a research company to see whether they can help us work out exactly how widespread this is. And I also think it'd be good to speak to someone on the other side of the fence, someone who's there tackling piracy to see how bad they think it's become. So I don't know whether you know anyone. I'm Simon Bryden. I'm the Senior Director of Security Business Development for Sports, Media and Entertainment at Cinemedia. Simon is someone both Richard and I have known for about 15 years, having first met when he was running the media and digital business of horse racing TV channel Racing UK. We thought given he's now working exclusively in piracy, that we'd all jump on a call. My career in sport, I started as an, an internet broadcaster in 2003 with my own television channel called Cycling TV. Uh, One thing I came to loathe was uh, people stealing my rights that I was raising money for, had personal investment in. Uh, So right from the beginning of my career, I have had a real hatred for people stealing content that somebody has legally paid for. This feels like it's much, this is normal now. You know, I'm a 50 something bloke in sitting in Brighton. Matt is a 30-something bloke sitting in North London. And we both agreed that it's become much more prevalent, the, co- the conversation that we're having locally. What we want to talk to you about is how it works. Okay, to take a step back, there are three main types of piracy. Social networks, open web piracy, and illegal IPTV. Social network tends to be people showing off that they're watching something. The major social networks are very responsive and they will remove piracy content. But those networks are also used to promote a linking to the more nefarious broadcast replicating services, if you like, on the open web and on IPTV. And it is getting those sites that are replicating a legal broadcaster, be it free to air on open web or paid for, that are the, the, the real issue. 
the people higher up in that chain are uh, organized criminals who are operating a network. You know, in Italy, you know, it would be organized crime. Here, there'll be, you know, organized gangs setting up that network. One of the most popular ways is to hack the CDN of the legal operator and steal the content straight from the CDN. Can you just explain that in a bit more detail? That sounds interesting. So what's a CDN? The content distribution network. On every OTT service, the subscription uh, management is managed on the control plane. A professional hacker can hack that control plane. They can also hack the CDN directly and they're able to onward stream that to a multitude of illegal pirate services. So Simon, am I right in thinking this is a bit like county line drug distribution where the people who are getting the drugs at source, or in this case, the pirate streams, aren't getting anywhere near the end consumer because they've got a bunch of middle people doing the dirty work of going out selling them? Yeah, correct. I mean, in some cases, obviously, large pirates have been raided and arrested. We recently did an investigation for a client into football piracy in Latin America. And in this case, it was a very organized pirate operator, but he was very young. He'd been in business for six years. Uh, He was uh, free advertising funded. He had circa 48 million unique users per month. He was by far the largest soccer pirate in Latin America. And he was the main source for illegal consumption in Latin America for pirated soccer. The case Simon is referencing is that of Football Libra, meaning literally free football. Football Libra was notorious for illegally streaming live matches from nearly every major football league and was shut down in November 2022, just days before the kickoff of the FIFA World Cup in Qatar. This was a major coup for everyone involved in tackling sports piracy. However, Argentina still represents a major challenge for sports organisations. The Premier League submitting a statement in January 2023 detailing their frustrations at getting illegal streaming websites based out of the country closed down. It said, Unfortunately, in the Premier League's experience, which we have been advised by local legal counsel is by no means unique. The current framework in Argentina does not offer the support rights owners require to protect their IP rights. How, how much money would he have been making from that? Oh, I don't know how much he would have been making on that, but we are seeing millions of dollars in cryptocurrency in pirates' bank accounts. On the whole, the idea of a kid in a bedroom is not a case of piracy. It is a major, major crime. And, you know, we had to covertly interact and infiltrate a group of pirates. This one group was solely responsible for sourcing legitimate premium content. And we calculated they were distributing it to 95% of the illegal IPTV infrastructure in the United Kingdom. Now, that is one person who was so good at it that all of the services relied on him as a single source of uh, that content in the UK. Because it's so lucrative, someone else will pop up. That vacuum will be filled very quickly.
thank you for agreeing to do this. Would you be able to just start by introducing yourself? So for the purposes of this, you can call me Neo. I'm 17 and I live in the Balkans, but I can't be more specific than that, sorry. Okay, so before we hear the rest of that, a short story. After our call with Simon, I spent two hours on Twitter and Reddit messaging people who'd either posted links to Premier League football streams or targeted football fans with sales messages for IPTV boxes. The message read as follows. Hi there, I'm a journalist working on a documentary about sports piracy. I'm looking to speak, completely anonymously, to people in the business, in inverted commas, to understand how it works and the scale of operations. No identities would be revealed. Is this something you'd consider chatting about? Matt. I'll be honest, it was a bit of a Hail Mary because, you know, after all, what's the motivation for anyone doing something illegal to speak to a journalist who they didn't know? But to my amazement, almost immediately one person did respond. On the proviso, we'd move the conversation to Telegram. But he didn't want me to hear his voice. So what followed was definitely the longest and most unconventional interview I've done in my career. It involved me sending a voice message, him responding by talking into a transcription tool, and then pasting the response into the chat. No exaggeration, it took about four hours. So here's the conversation, recreated with the help of my friend Branko Neldakovic. Um, would you be able to tell me what service or services you provide for sports fans? Okay, so I provide illegal IPTV, which enables you to watch from a hell of a lot of channels in a list of many countries. These official subscriptions are too expensive and I offer them 100 or 200% cheaper price. And you make money out of it in the process, right? Yeah, helping both myself and others. So, so you say that you provide a hell of a lot of channels. What, how much is a hell of a lot? Well, it differs depending on the subscription. Uh, for some subscription, you can get 20,000 channels, but others go up to like 70,000 channels. The cheapest subscription is uh, $15 a month, and it's uh, $200 for a lifetime subscription. And so, was there a particular moment or thing that caused you to start doing it? It's actually interesting. Uh, my dad and I, and I wanted to watch some sport which wasn't on our country's channels that you paid for each month. So I set up an IPTV for myself, then started doing it for relatives, for free, of course. But then I thought, why not sell it? And so can you remember what the sport was that you were trying to access and couldn't? Uh, it was football, I think. It was some Champions League. Can you give me a bit of an understanding about how how it works? Well, I'm in a group with some powerful people. That's all I can say about how I get streams. With customers, it works like this. They come to me and I ask what app they have. They say smart IPTV, for example. Then when you enter the app, it asks for like a code. I give them a code and that puts a list of channels into their app automatically. Just before that, you said powerful people. Are these people you've met on the internet? Are you in like business together? Yeah, I know them on the internet, but sorry, I cannot answer your second question really. And so how many customers do you have at the moment? A hundred, a thousand, ten thousand, a hundred thousand? One thousand is close, yeah. One thousand is the closest one. And where in the world do they come from? 
all over the world, but I'd say mainly UK and the United States. So that's a thousand customers at a minimum of $15 a month, $15,000 a month. That's, that's some serious money that you're making, right? Yeah, there's a hell of a lot of money in this game. You, you just need to use your mind. <laughs> Would you say demand is higher or lower than when you first started? Yeah, demand is definitely increasing. People are seeing that IPTV is such a better way than spending tons of money on a few channels. And is there anything that would get you to stop? Well, just getting caught, I guess. No other thing. It's not like I'm selling drugs or murdering someone. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's not a victimless crime, right? You're in a chain or a web of people and, you know, in that chain or web there's at least from what I can understand, some, some, some pretty nasty people. Yeah, I get that, but everyone at the top of everything is nasty. Like, go buy from a grocery store and you're helping someone nasty somewhere. That's the world we're living in. Uh, and lastly, I appreciate your help and openness uh, for what you know I'm trying to do here. You have no real incentive to do this, so I'm interested to know well, why is it that you've been open to do this interview? Well, I wanted to do this just to tell the world that IPTV exists and piracy will win always. The deeper we go into the world of illicit sports broadcasting, the clearer the significance of the problem becomes. Very powerful people and other organised crime. I needed to know more about the people at the heart of this illegal enterprise and what's being done to stop them. Arrested, the head of a multi-million pound gang, importing not drugs, but something almost as valuable, football. There's no doubt that those people there were associated with different smuggling and type of activities, including drugs. Content piracy was one of their verticals. The Pirates versus the Premier League was brought to you by Unofficial Partner Productions. Written and produced by me, Matt Cutler, and edited by Richard Gillis. If you have a tip related to sports piracy, email me via matt at unofficialpartner.co.uk. I'd love to hear from you. Sports Social Podcast Network.